Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode of, uh, I almost said the name of a podcast that I used to host. Uh, thanks for tuning in to uh, the Lightspeed Social Agency Lawn Care Marketing Podcast. Uh, hopefully, whatever name you clicked on to get here is a little shorter than that. But uh, we're so glad that you're here. I am Cody Owen, your host. Hopefully, you know me from uh, maybe our YouTube channel or uh, other places in the green industry that I've worked in the past. And I am sitting down with hire number one at, at Lightspeed here. Uh, Robert and I knew each other from uh, the Dallas comedy scene. And I knew from how good he was at writing jokes that he would be an excellent podcast co-host. Um, and so that is why he came on board. And also he is an excellent marketer. He has grown uh, so much. He was already learning and studying uh, marketing before I ever talked to him about coming on at Lightspeed. So Robert, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks, Cody, dude. I uh, copywriting really changed my life, dude, for real. So I'm glad to be here. That's awesome. So Robert and I have been working together for a couple years now, right? Yeah, dude, like two and a half, I think, bro. Yeah. It's like every year you're like, whoa, we've been doing it a whole year, you know? <laughs> it's it's nuts. And we then, we and survived like, another season. So what we wanted to jump in, I guess like real quick, we should just introduce like what the podcast is going to be. We're trying to do a whole new content push for Lightspeed that is kind of all of our content working together. And I explained this on the YouTube channel, if you're coming over from that uh, video where I talked about it, the way that I learn is I like try to immerse myself in topics. And so I'll read several books, I'll, you know, watch a couple documentaries and I just want to kind of like swim in the world. I feel like in the same way that the best way to like get language fluency is to just go be among people who speak the language. I want to be able to have you come into the way that we do marketing that we have seen success with. Uh, I want you to immerse yourself in that and, and really be able to take it in. So we'll be kind of taking one topic each week. We'll be doing like some long form stuff on the blog that's like all written out for you. So you can read that over there, kind of collect all the resources in one place. Then we'll have the podcast so we can be with you in the truck uh, right into your ears. And then we'll be on the YouTube when you're uh, hanging out in the evening. Saying the YouTube made me feel very old. That is not what I meant. You can go over to the YouTube channel and we'll be talking about the same topic over there. So Robert and I are going to be here co-hosting the podcast here for you every week. We're, we should be releasing on Fridays, same as the YouTube channel. So uh, tune in and and hopefully we will help you grow your business quite a bit. What do you think about fall cleanups? Like in lawn care, like, do you think everybody should be doing fall cleanups? Like if you have a lawn care company, should you be doing fall cleanups? Is that just a given or what? I think as long as it makes sense for your area. If, if you have a super long mowing season that would kind of cut into when a fall cleanup would make sense, then maybe you just keep on with, with mowing and you're just mulching things back in you know, if you're in a place that doesn't have a lot of trees. But I think by and large, it is a great upsell opportunity for your average lawn care and landscaping business. Um, I think even if you are doing just weed and furt, like all the guys that have kind of yeah. shifted to just that model, I think it's one more visit to the property that you can sell that people really see the impact of. Somebody leaves for work in the morning and they come back, it's visually striking. Right. They saw what the lawn looked like when they left that morning. They maybe had been kind of dreading uh, having to get out there and do it themselves. And they hire you. They come out and they get home and it's spotless. Right. That's 
that's the kind of feeling you can only provide so much in lawn care, especially when you're actively maintaining a lawn weekly. And so it just kind of always looks good. It's easy for a customer to kind of get complacent about that kind of service versus a night and day thing with uh, with a cleanup. One thing I was thinking about too is it's like definitely a sure way to keep the guys on, you know, throughout the entire year instead of dropping dropping some of your guys. And it's kind of, it's a little bit hard to hire them in the spring because in, in the back of their mind, they're thinking, I'm just going to get dropped in the fall again. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So why don't I look for a job that's going to keep me around or a career that I can build out of? One more slot in the the calendar that you can fill up to keep guys on longer. And maybe that can transition you into, I know a lot of guys in the South are doing Christmas lights now, yeah, uh, holiday lights. So you kind of, you can roll from normal maintenance into cleanups, into Christmas lights. And next thing you know, it is, uh, you're taking down Christmas lights and it's almost time to start spooling up for spring again. Uh, I think that it can be a real benefit to, I they're even, they're more profitable than your normal maintenance uh, be, just because there's, you know, less competition in it. And if you can get a really efficient process, you can make, uh, even more. I was, when you had mentioned the, about the before and after of the leaf cleanup with, uh, one of our customers running, he's running a leaf campaign a little early right now. Cause well, but he's out up North, we're doing this leaf campaign. It's tomorrow's going to be the last day. And on the, on day one with the leaf campaign that we did, I didn't do a before and after photo because I kind of wanted to see, okay, like what's going to be the difference of the click-through rate for them to hit the link if I do a before and after photo. And dude, it was like a 2% difference of a click-through rate when I put a before and after photo and I did it two days in a row. So I got to see two days in a row that just having that before and after photo in the email of like, here's a lawn with covered in leaves, here's one that's not. I mean, it was like 2% difference, which is when you're sending it to a thousand people or more, you know, that's massive. Yeah. Yeah. When you can see that kind of change in something, uh, you know, in, in the lawn care space, we're almost always working with those kind of smaller audiences where it can be hard to measure uh, a difference like that. So seeing something pop off is like, oh, this actually, this actually worked. Um, so it's a cool, cool test to be able to run. And I mean, if you're the kind of person who wants, uh, you know, a little less feeling behind your marketing and a little more hard data, Robert's given you a little hard data there that he's uh, he's won in the trenches. Oh, man, I love it, dude. And with that same customer, you know, he we sent out a email like a week before we were going to do the email campaign. So like something where well, we were already warming them up with ads on Facebook and Instagram. And then we sent an email out just one single email, I mean, pretty detailed of different like service tiers. And he uh, was sending out and the next day, dude, he emailed me back and was like, Robert, that was incredible. Like, and so I was like, okay, cool. I mean, it was so cool. <laughs> That's then, awesome. It was kind of, yeah. And then the email campaign was just like, I mean, right now it's almost like the cherry on top. You know what I mean? It just, that one email last week paid for itself like tenfold. So I think like your biggest takeaway from hearing this is before and after photos uh, need to be part of your fall cleanup campaign. That, or I would put like a photo, let's say 
you're talking about how pests are in the lawn all the time, you know, and then I put a photo of leaves like covered in spider webs. I can just go out to the front yard right now and take a picture of leaves covered in spider webs, put that in an email. If it's about, you know, spiders, pests. And again, that's something that will get people to click because it doesn't look good, you know, and nobody yeah. wants that in their lawn. I, I don't want spiders in my lawn. Heck no. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, so I think we should maybe transition into our, our second point here about selling the right way. We've kind of already been talking about that. We've been kind of implying the, the correct things here is you really want to lean into why people want to buy fall cleanups. And it's, I think, top of that list as the, uh, uh, my family had a pretty big backyard growing up and and I would have to go rake all of those leaves. And you end up with like, blisters on your hands because like homeowners never have the right gloves oh uh, you know so it's like it's pain it's physically painful to do it and it's a ton of work and you end up like I always ended up with like leaves in my shoes and like it just you know I've let them sit so long that the like bottom layer is like soggy and gross so like there's a ton of work here that you're saving them and that was kind of one of the big uh things that we emphasized in the blog post and in uh, the YouTube video about this was like different hooks that you can use to remind people how much work you're saving them. And then the second thing is just like, we're going to do it for you and we're going to do it the right way and when it should happen, right? So you're going to avoid damage to the lawn. This is going to make your lawn healthier next year. And it even sort of lets you daisy chain in some other upsells. If it is uh, correct in your uh, zone to do aeration and uh, like an end of season fertilization treatment at the same time as a fall cleanup, then you can kind of get those in. I did a like weird duck thing. This is an audio medium, so that maybe wouldn't work. Yeah, and then Robert, as, uh, as our like implementer in chief over there, we've kind of talked about the the image creative side of, of the ads we're saying before and after pictures are a must um what about the copy and that's what i was going to say dude with the copy what i love about leaf removal is that what you can do with the copy because you know for a lot of people they might think that it's a hard or like a weird thing to try to sell but there's so much like you had mentioned there's a lot of frustration with picking up leaves and there's little details that only if you pick up leaves, you understand, like tearing through the bag, you know what oh. I mean? Tearing, you're getting twigs and you tear to the bottom of the bag, or you have to double bag them, and then you got dust all over your hair and in your nose, and you got leaves all over the lawn again. And it's just those little things that people know when you write that, they're like, okay, that they're talking to me. Like, dude, same thing. And it's more personalized, and it doesn't feel so uh salesy because you're just telling them the problem yeah it, you get rid of that like used car salesman vibe for sure exactly oh, what i've noticed too with the leaf removal well not what i've noticed but i've seen companies have and this is something you can have is having different tiers of leaf removal you know mm -hmm. a lot of times you think like okay do you want to have a service where you don't actually pick up the leaves maybe you just mulch the leaves and that's like your basic uh, tier. It's cheap. It gets people in there. You just mow them. And then you have another service where you pick up the leaves. And then your top tier service is where you pick up everything and it looks like the middle of summer. You know, that bottom tier with mulching 
And there are guys listening who are immediately thinking this, that like, well, that won't work for, you know, I have clients with six oak trees in their yard. And it's like, yeah, you, you might need to tell you just that tell client them. that, hey, the base level is not going to work for you. The, the mulching, the leaves is still going to kill your lawn. Uh, so you get to have that personal touch and tell them what they need. Fall cleanups are a slam dunk. If you've got the manpower for it, it keeps guys on longer. They're super profitable. And it's important to remember, and this is something I have been uh, yelling into a microphone at lawn care and landscaping business owners for years now, is it's always easier to get an additional yes than to get that first yes. So once you have your, your foot in the door with a client, it is so much easier because they already trust you. They already know that you do great work. And so you can get them to trust you to do more work for them. Uh, so much easier. You, you'll you see the difference in ad spend. Robert can tell you that he's seen this as well, that when you're running ads to someone's existing client base for an upsell, they wildly outperform uh, just hitting a cold audience. Oh yeah, dude, day and night when you can, you know, if you're tracking a landing page hit, it's like literally hundred percent difference, if not more. Yeah. Just because they know, yeah, they know your face. And another thing I want to say with imagery if you're, for the ads mm-hmm. is putting uh, faces in it. I know you've talked about this before in, in a couple of videos. A lot of times I'm not seeing that, you know, it's like just, yeah, you have the leaf blower in the, in the photo. That's cool. But put somebody's face in there. I mean, that mm-hmm. makes the world of a difference. Again, it just goes back to being personal. Exactly what you're alluding to there is the idea that when someone's scrolling, when when somebody's making eye contact with the camera, it compels you to like stop. That is making eye contact with a person. And there's a moment where it doesn't matter that you know you're looking at a screen. Someone is making eye contact with you. You are like, it's it's arresting, right? It, it like it grabs you. So really an important thing that you can try to incorporate in your your ad creative is that direct to camera uh, look, whether that's, you know, getting someone in the field with a blower and they are blowing and then they like look and smile at the camera and you cut on that. Um, Mm -hmm. So you could have, you could still have your before and after. You can do all of this in Canva, right? We use that for a ton of our creative. You can stitch in. Uh, before that slides in and after that slides in, you know, maybe it's showing them side by side. And then you cut to that employee blowing call to action appears across the bottom. What uh, let's give them a free, what's a good CTA that they could use for this ad. Easy one is like hassle free uh, leaf removal or stress free leaf removal. Again, it's just, it's kind of, it is a hassle. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, there are a few things that that you can sell that are more of a pain in the ass that you're removing <laughs> than than raking a lawn. Yeah, those that type of language of hassle-free, stress-free, as long as it makes sense, which in this scenario it does. In an email campaign, I uh, have seen just that as the headline or the subject line. Again, using the word stress-free or hassle-free, that's uh, had my click-through rate go up, I mean, like 40% just with using that wording, you know? I I appreciate that I have incepted that mental typo into your brain as well, because I do that in all of our content when I'm talking about emails. I'll call subject lines headlines, and now I've like done it to you. 
Um, yeah. And oh, another tip I want to give to like people about copy and if they're going to do an email campaign or even with, with ads is to go, and this is kind of something that we do and most copywriters do is go into your email and to promotions and look at emails that were sent to you and look at emails that grab your attention. Don't just look at anything. See what actually you read and yeah. then say, okay, why did I read that? And then just try to mimic that or spin it in your own way. Yeah. Find subject lines that got you to open an email that you knew was going to try to sell you something. And the ones that even though you knew that you still clicked and then try to yeah. find a way, look about what about that subject line grabbed you. And, and just like Robert said, how can you twist it and use it? I think probably everyone listening to this has heard the, the adage about like good artists create great artists steal. That is what you need to be doing is looking for like excellent pieces of copy that worked on you, worked on your wife, worked on, uh, you know, friends and, and figure out how you can use that to your advantage in your business. You're looking at someone who's, you know, using a similar tool to you or the identical tool to you and figuring out how it can work in your marketing. And there's no reason to feel shame there. There's no reason to reinvent the wheel, right? If there's an excellent subject line that you can make be about lawn care, uh, you know, change it out and, and get it to work. In, in marketing, we call this building a swap file. So you can have a folder on your Google Drive or, you know, just screenshots you save on your phone of like, damn, that was a really good subject line and save that. Oh man, the headline on this squeeze page for this thing that's trying to sell me something as a business owner. This is really good. I like how this is structured on this page. Grab a screenshot of it and save it so that when you need to build a landing page later, you can use that same structure. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, anybody can really do this. If you, what I like to do a lot and I tell people is write, write the headline on a piece of paper, write it one time, try to write it five different times and try to get that same message across. Let's say you put hassle-free lawn care, try to write hassle-free lawn care or leaf removal five different ways and see what yeah. you can get. When your list gets big enough, you can pit those subject lines against each other. Uh, just like Robert's been talking about with this campaign, he's been running for a client where he's testing things against each other and seeing which email performs better. Then you can file that away so that you know for next year, okay, this subject line performed really poorly. We're going to cut it. We're going to try something new and, and see how it stacks up against what we used last year. Uh, and just keep your best ones each year, you know, kind of take out the worst one, test a new one uh, and just get better season over season. That's one of the things that I love about email campaigns. And we do these as one-offs for clients. I absolutely love that we're giving them an asset there that they can use year after year. So we can come in and we can tweak it. But when you, you know, write an email campaign, that is an awesome reusable thing that you'll have year over year. And even the, the worst email campaign you could write where you tried a little is still going to outperform a like totally cold ad campaign to people who have no idea who you are. Um, people who already know you and trust you are are going to overlook a lot of things that could be, you know, we would say was a mistake to do. Well, Robert, I think that that uh, wraps up our, our first episode here. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so that we hit your, your feed every week. 
and uh, leave us a review wherever you are listening to this, because uh, that'll help. Uh, according to uh, every podcast I've ever listened to, it helps discovery. I don't know that I've ever discovered a podcast that way, but I'll choose to believe it. Good stuff, Cody. All right, man.